0: Chapter seventy-four to seventy-seven, Book ten, Volume two of LEMOR D'Artour*. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Lars Rolander. LEMOR D'Artour*, Volume two by Sir Thomas Malory chapter seventy four then there was a cry unto all knights that when they heard a horn blow they should make jousts as they did the first day and like as the brethren sir edward and sir Sadok began the jousts the first day sir rouvain the king's son urian and sir le Cannaire de batelaire began the jousts the second day and at the first encounter sir Uvaine smote down the king's son of scots and sir lucanere ran against the king of wales and they broke their spears all to pieces and they were so fierce both that they hurtled together that both fell to the earth then they of orkney horsed again sir lucanere and then came in sir tristram de Liones and then sir tristram smote down sir rouvaine and sir lucanere and sir Palomides smote down other two knights and sir gareth smote down other two knights then said arthur unto sir launcelot see yonder three knights do passingly well and namely the first that josted sir said launcelot that knight began not yet but ye shall see him this day do marvellously And then came into the place the duke's son of Orkney, and then they began to do many deeds of arms. When Sir Tristram saw them so begin, he said to Palomides, How feel ye yourself? May ye do this day as ye did yesterday? Nay, said Palomides, I feel myself so weary, and so sore bruised of the deeds of yesterday, that I may not endure as I did yesterday.' That me repenteth, said Sir Tristram, for I shall lack you this day. Sir Palomides said, Trust not to me, for I may not do as I did. All these words said Palomides, for to beguile Sir Tristram. Sir, said Sir Tristram unto Sir Gareth, then must I trust upon you. Wherefore I pray you be not far from me to rescue me. And need be, said Sir Gareth, I shall not fail you in all that I may do. Then Sir Palomides rode by himself, and then, in despite of Sir Tristram, he put himself in the thickest press among them of Orkney, and there he did so marvellously deeds of arms, that all men had wonder of him, for there might none stand him a stroke when sir tristram saw sir palomides do such deeds he marvelled and said to himself he is weary of my company so sir tristram beheld him a great while and did but little else for the noise and cry was so huge and great that sir tristram marvelled from whence came the strength that sir palomides had there in the field sir said sir gareth unto sir tristram remember ye not of the words that sir dinadan said to you yesterday when he called you a coward forsooth sir he said it for none ill for ye are the man in the world that he most loveth and all that he said was for your worship and therefore said sir gareth to sir tristram let me know this day what ye be and wonder ye not so upon sir palomides for he enforces himself to win all the worship and honour from you i may well believe it said sir tristram and sithen i understand his evil will and his envy ye shall see if that i enforce myself that the noise shall be left that now is upon him then Sir Tristram rode into the thickest of the press and then he did so marvelously well and did so great deeds of arms that all men said that Sir Tristram did double so much deeds of arms as Sir Palomides had done aforehand and then the noise went plain from Sir Palomides and all the people cried upon Sir Tristram "O oh, Jesus" said the people "see how Sir Tristram smitteth down with his spear so many knights" and see said they all how many knights he smitteth down with his sword and how many knights he rashed off their helms and their shields and so he beat them all of orkney afore him how now said sir launcelot unto king arthur i told you that this day there would a knight play his pageant yonder rideth a knight ye may see he doth knightly for he hath strength and wind so god me help said arthur to launcelot ye say sooth for i saw never a better knight for he passeth far sir palomides sir wit ye well said launcelot it must be so of right for it is himself the noble knight sir tristram i may right well believe it said arthur but when sir palomides heard the noise and the cry was turned from him he rode out on a part and beheld Sir Tristram. And when Sir Palomides saw Sir Tristram do so marvelously well, he wept passingly sore for despite, for he wist well he should no worship win that day, for well knew Sir Palomides when Sir Tristram would put forth his strength and his manhood, he should get but little worship that day. CHAPTER SEVENTY-FIVE then came King Arthur, and the King of Northgalis and Sir Launcelot de Lac, and Sir Bleobris, Sir Boris de ganis Sir Hector de Maris. These three knights came into the field with Sir Launcelot, and then Sir Launcelot, with the three knights of his kin, did so great deeds of arms, that all the noise began upon Sir Launcelot. And so they beat the King of Wales, and the King of Scots far aback, and made them to avoid the field but sir tristram and sir gareth abode still in the field and endured all that ever there came that all men had wonder that any knight might endure so many strokes but ever sir launcelot and his three kinsmen by the commandment of sir launcelot forbear sir tristram then said arthur is that sir palomides that endureth so well nay said sir launcelot wit ye well it is the good knight sir tristram for yonder ye may see sir palomides beholdeth and hoveth and doth little or not and sir ye shall understand that sir tristram winneth this day to beat us all out of the field and as for me said sir launcelot i shall not beat him beat him whoso will sir said launcelot unto arthur ye may see how sir palomides hoveth yonder as though he were in a dream wit ye well he is full heavy that tristram doth such deeds of arms then he is but a fool said arthur for never was sir Palomides, nor never shall be of such prowess as sir tristram and if he have any envy at sir tristram and cometh in with him upon his side he is a false knight as the king and sir launcelot thus spake sir tristram rode privily out of the press that none espied him but la beale and sir palomides for they too would not let off their eyes upon sir tristram and when sir tristram came to his pavilions he found sir dinadan in his bed asleep awake said tristram ye ought to be ashamed so to sleep when knights have ado in the field then sir dinadan arose lightly and said what will ye that i shall do make you ready said sir tristram to ride with me into the field so when sir dinadan was armed he looked upon sir tristram's helm and on his shield and when he saw so many strokes upon his helm and upon his shield he said in good time was i thus asleep for had i been with you i must needs for shame there have followed you more for shame than any prowess that is in me That I see well now by those strokes that I should have been truly beaten as I was yesterday. Leave your japs, said Sir Tristram, and come off that we were in the field again. What, said Sir Dinadan, is your heart up? Yesterday ye fared as though ye had dreamt. So then Sir Tristram was arrayed in black harness. O Jesus, said Dinadan, what aileth you this day? me seemeth ye be wilder than ye were yesterday then smiled sir tristram and said to dinadan await well upon me if ye see me overmatched look that ye be ever behind me and i shall make you ready way by god's grace so sir tristram and sir dinadan took their horses all this espied sir palomides both their going and their coming and so did la Beelisud, for she knew sir tristram above all other Chapter Seventy Six. Then, when Sir Palomides saw that Sir Tristram was disguised, then he thought to do him a shame. So Sir Palomides rode to a knight that was sore wounded, that sat under a farewell from the field. Sir Knight said, Sir Palomides, I pray you lend me your armor and your shield, for mine is over well known in this field, and that hath done me great damage and ye shall have mine armor and my shield that is as sure as yours i will well said the knight that ye have mine armor and my shield if they may do you any avail so sir palomides armed him hastily in that knight's armor and his shield that shone as any crystal or silver and so he came riding into the field and then there was neither sir tristram nor none of king arthur's party that knew sir palomides and right so sir palomides was come into the field sir tristram smote down three knights even in the sight of sir palomides and then sir palomides rode against sir tristram and either met other with great spears that they brass to their hands and then they dashed together with swords eagerly then sir tristram had marvelled what knight he was that did battle so knightly with him then was sir tristram wroth for he felt him passing strong so that he deemed he might not have ado with the remnant of the knights because of the strength of sir palomides so they lashed together and gave many sad strokes together and many knights marvelled what knight he might be that so encountered with the black knight sir tristram full well knew la belle isoud that there was sir palomides that fought with sir tristram for she espied all in her window where that she stood as sir palomides changed his harness with the wounded knight and then she began to weep so heartily for the despite of sir palomides that there she swooned then came in sir launcelot with the knights of orkney and when the other party had espied sir launcelot they cried return return here cometh sir launcelot du lac so there came knights and said sir launcelot ye must needs fight with yonder knight in the black harness that was sir tristram for he hath almost overcome that good knight that fighteth with him with the silver shield that was sir palomides then sir launcelot rode betwixt sir tristram and sir palomides and sir launcelot said to palomides sir knight let me have the battle for ye have need to be reposed sir palomides knew sir launcelot well and so did sir tristram but because sir launcelot was far hardier knight than himself therefore he was glad and suffered sir launcelot to fight with sir tristram for well wist he that sir launcelot knew not sir tristram and there he hoped that sir launcelot should beat or shame sir tristram whereof sir palomides was full fain and so sir launcelot gave sir tristram many sad strokes but sir launcelot knew not sir tristram but sir tristram knew well sir launcelot and thus they fought long together that la beale was well nigh out of her mind for sorrow then sir dinadan told sir gareth how that knight in the black harness was sir tristram and this is launcelot that fighteth with him That must needs have the better of him, for Sir Tristram hath had too much travail this day. Then let us smite him down, said Sir Gareth. So it is better that we do, said Sir Dinadan, than Sir Tristram be shamed, for yonder hoveth the strong knight with a silver shield to fall upon Sir Tristram if need be. Then forthwithal Gareth rushed upon Sir Launcelot, and gave him a great stroke upon his helm, so hard that he was astonished and then came sir dinadan with a spear and he smote sir launcelot such a buffet that horse and all fell to the earth o jesus said sir tristram to sir gareth and sir dinadan fie for shame why did ye smite down so good a knight as he is and namely when i had ado with him now ye do yourself great shame and him no disworship for i held him reasonable hot though ye had not holpen me then came sir palomides that was disguised and smote down sir dinadan from his horse then sir launcelot because sir dinadan had smitten him aforehand then sir launcelot assailed sir dinadan passing sore and sir dinadan defended him mightily but well understood sir tristram that sir dinadan might not endure sir launcelot wherefore sir tristram was sorry then came sir palomides fresh upon sir tristram and when sir tristram saw him come He thought to deliver him at once because that he would help sir dinadan because he stood in great peril with sir launcelot then sir tristram hurtled unto sir palomides and gave him a great buffet and then sir tristram got sir palomides and pulled him down underneath him and so fell sir tristram with him and sir tristram leapt up lightly and left sir palomides and went betwixt sir launcelot and dinadan and then they began to do battle together Right, so Sir Dinadan gat Sir Tristram's horse, and said on high that Sir launcelot might hear it, my Lord, Sir Tristram, take your horse, and when Sir launcelot heard him name Sir Tristram, oh Jesu said launcelot, what have I done? I am dishonoured, ah, my Lord, Sir Tristram said launcelot, why were ye disguised? Ye have put yourself in great peril this day, but I pray you, noble knight, to pardon me for an i had known you we had not done this battle sir said sir tristram this is not the first kindness ye showed me so they were both horsed again then all the people on the one side gave sir launcelot the honour and the degree and on the other side all the people gave to the noble knight sir tristram the honour and the degree but launcelot said nay thereto for i am not worthy to have this honour for i will report me unto all knights that sir tristram hath been longer in the field than i and he hath smitten down many more knights this day than i have done and therefore i will give sir tristram my voice and my name and so i pray all my lords and fellows so to do then there was the whole voice of dukes and earls barons and knights that sir tristram this day is proved the best knight chapter seventy seven then they blew unto lodging and queen isoud was led unto her pavilions but with you well she was wroth out of measure with sir palomides for she saw all his treason from the beginning to the ending and all this while neither sir tristram neither sir gareth nor dinadan knew not of the treason of sir palomides but afterward ye shall hear that there befell the greatest debate betwixt sir tristram and sir palomides that might be so when the tournament was done sir tristram gareth and dinadan rode with la beale to these pavilions and ever sir palomides rode with them in their company disguised as he was but when sir tristram had espied him that he was the same knight with the shield of silver that held him so hot that day "'Sir knight,' said Sir Tristram, "'wit ye well, here is none that hath need of your fellowship, and therefore I pray you depart from us.' Sir Palomides answered again as though he had not known Sir Tristram, "'Wit ye well, Sir knight, from this fellowship will I never depart, for one of the best knights of the world commanded me to be in this company, and till he discharge me of my service I will not be discharged.' by that sir tristram knew that it was sir palomides ah sir palomides said the noble knight sir tristram are ye such a knight ye have been named wrong for ye have long been called a gentle knight and as this day ye have showed me great ungentleness for ye had almost brought me unto my death but as for you i suppose i should have done well enough but sir launcelot with you was overmuch for i know no knight living but sir launcelot is over good for him and he will do his uttermost alas said sir palomides are ye my lord sir tristram yes sir and that ye know well enough by my knighthood sir palomides until now i knew you not i weened that ye had been the king of ireland for well i wot ye bare his arms his arms i bear said sir tristram and that will i stand by for i won them once in a field of a full noble knight his name was sir marhaus and with great pain i won that knight for there was none other recover but sir marhaus died through false leeches and yet was he never jolden to me sir said palomides i ween ye had been turned upon sir launcelot's party and that caused me to turn ye say well said sir tristram and so i take you and i forgive you so then they rode into their pavilions and when they were alighted they unarmed them and washed their faces and hands and so yod unto meat and were set at their table but when isoud saw sir palomides she changed then her colours and for wrath she might not speak and known sir tristram espied her countenance and said madam for what cause make ye us such cheer we have been sore travailed this day mine own lord said la bilisud for god's sake be ye not displeased with me for i may none otherwise do for i saw this day how ye were betrayed and nigh brought to your death truly sir i saw every deal how and in what wise and therefore sir how should i suffer in your presence such a felon and traitor as sir palomides for i saw him with mine eyes how he beheld you when ye went out of the field for ever he hoved still upon his horse till he saw you come in againward and then withal, i saw him ride to the hurt knight and changed harness with him and then straight i saw him how he rode into the field and anon, as he had found you he encountered with you and thus wilfully, sir palomides did battle with you and as for him sir i was not greatly afraid but i dread sore launcelot that knew you not madam said palomides ye may say whatso ye will i may not contrary you but by my knighthood i knew not sir tristram sir palomides said sir tristram i will take your excuse But well I wot, ye spared me but little, but all is pardon on my part. Then Labili Sud held down her head, and said no more at that time. End of Book Ten Chapters Seventy-Four to Seventy-Seven Read by Lars Rolander